Welcome to the Autofocus Podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Dan. And this is episode six. So we got a little uh, little battle between Dan and I. We've got some, a disagreement about a particular application. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second, though. So keep listening. You're going down. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> first off, I want to say thank you to our audience and everybody that's supporting us. It means a lot. Uh, it's grown a lot. In the past week, we've, we've posted a lot of episodes, but... Uh, we're going to try to post two every week, so stay tuned for that. Um, as of right now, I think we're going to try to do, what, Tuesdays and Saturdays? Yep. Tuesdays and Saturdays. It seems seems realistic for us to be able to do that um, and still have plenty of topics to talk about and then for Dan to edit most of the video and, and to post everything. But uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Spotify. If you're an audio listener, uh, we're still waiting on Apple. One day we're gonna get Apple. <laughs> I don't know what the deal Come is, on, but Apple. Uh, we still we're still good with Google Podcasts. So um, there's there's a bunch of other apps as well. We're using Anchor, and uh, it distributes everything for us, which is pretty phenomenal. But, it makes it so much easier uh, for them for, to do that. It's so much easier. I'm glad we found that. Yeah. Um, this whole podcast thing is totally new to Dan and I. Well, Dan was just doing it before, um, but you were just doing it yeah. on like one platform, really. Yeah, so I did the anchor thing, but it was still very confusing to me. Like, I'm not, you love like looking, like researching and kind of like looking into what you need to do. Me, I'm like, I just want it to be easy. Just, Let me do it. And it's still a little bit like tricky. It you is. You know what I mean? But it is. But it, they, I think that's the easiest platform <clears throat> I saw, at least from my research. I mean, maybe when we change yeah, it up, yeah. we'll go from there. But for right now, I, I definitely, uh, unpaid advertising, but I'd say check out Anchor if you're into producing your own podcast. Um, yeah. but for today's topic, so I have the belief that Instagram is killing photography and <laughs> I, and I, I wanna, I'm on the opposite end of that. I think it's, I think it's doing great things for photography. See, I don't, yeah, I, and I just think that what happens is Instagram itself isn't designed for photographers in mind. Like they do, it is, it hmm. is purely a social media platform for people to just post random photos and I, I mean yeah i think it's definitely a platform for that it's it's definitely a platform for marketing because you can connect you can link up with so many other people just by sending them a dm um but i think i think it's doing great for photography just because you have how easy is it for someone to post a video it doesn't need to be the best camera it could be a cell phone and it's super creative you know yeah, so here's the thing. I think it's great for creativity, but I think it's yeah. really – so here's here's my, my thought process. You and I love <laughs> photography. We really – at the end of the day, it's great to share our work because I think that that's like yeah. what makes you better. But yeah. we go out because we like to shoot photos and that process and then go home. You edit it. You look at it. You maybe put it in your house or your office. 100%. I think people go out and they try – to produce a photo for Instagram and I'm, for Instagram, of course. But I'm guilty of that too, and I think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think the problem is you don't necessarily think about photography. You're thinking about Instagram, which is ruining that the the right. the photography aspect. So I have a perfect example. Last podcast, Dan and I did not a photo battle. We called it a photo battle. It was more of like an analysis of our particular images. And I talked about how one of my images I shot in portrait. I remember you said that. Right. And at the end of the day, I also <laughs> shot it in landscape. But the, the photo that I published, I didn't even like it as much as the landscape version. I, I published the 
the portrait version because that's the best way to view it on a phone, right? So yeah, it, it degraded the quality of my product that I'm trying to put out there so that I could put it on but social see, media. Yeah, but see, the, the way I look at it is this is the, this is the way we're moving. You know what I mean? Like the, everybody's using phones. Everybody's looking at phones. Like this is the direction we're going. So it's like when you put your, when you changed it to put your photo to look the best as it, as it would look for a phone, you did the, I think you did the right thing. I'm not saying that I didn't do the right you thing. Know? I just think from <laughs> it, like, if you, if you look at it from a photographer's perspective, the, the output of a photo, right? This we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna stray a little bit here, and you and I uh, we've had this conversation before. I don't when you look at a, a photo on a screen or on a uh, like a, like a computer or a phone or whatever on the back of your camera, and then all of a sudden you look at a printed version of your photo. Tell me how tell oh, yeah. me the difference and the feel that you get out of something <laughs> like that. I, I don't I'm not oh, even yeah. gonna answer it. Tell me your like how, how your experience the what happens when you take a. It's, it's unbelievable. I literally filmed my experience when I went in and picked up my print and I was just like blown away. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So that reaction so, that you got, right, of your own photo, which yeah. you already knew what it is, printed right, large, right? right? <laughs> Almost not, not to full scale, but to something that you can tang mm -hmm. tangibly touch. It's It makes a big difference, I think. And I can tell you, I've had some phenomenal photos. Like I've seen photos on my computer and then I go and print them and I all of a sudden I realize things that maybe I did wrong or maybe maybe the photo's too busy when you print it out. So mm -hmm. I, I just think <clears throat> from from a purist perspective, Instagram, the platform itself isn't designed for photographers. It's designed to share an experience about what's going on, which happens to be a photo or a video. It just from putting out your like us as hobbyists or professionals like I'll use somebody, for example, I, I follow Peter McKinnon. Like I, you follow a bunch of like landscape photographers and, and wildlife photographers, right? Yeah, I follow Peter McKinnon for sure. Yeah, so right. And I, I actually don't follow him on Instagram though. I follow him just on YouTube. Okay, so so and I just picked him because he's he's well known photographer and he's one of my favorites. His photos yeah. on Instagram are fire. Like they're unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. I think at the end of the day. It, it's still not a representation of like if I could see some of his photos and it, it, the cool thing about it is it allows for him to market himself so that I can see of his course. work. But at the end of the day, yep. I'd buy one of his photos for my studio so that I could have a tangible product. But now how would you know about that photo if he doesn't post different if, if there was no Instagram? But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying it's a different topic. I'm saying it's more of a marketing tool than it is a photography tool. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I, so, I agree with that. It's definitely a marketing for sure. Now, yeah. yeah. But then again, I mean, there's so many, I follow so many wildlife photographers and just, they're not even trying to sell prints. They're not trying to, they're just posting up like their, what they did or what they shot. And it's amazing to see some of the photos that people shoot. And I'm like, oh my God, like I never would have saw that oh, you, if it wasn't oh, for Instagram. Absolutely. You, I, yeah, there's, yeah. there's people that I would never know about in the world that because of right. Instagram or like YouTube and then I follow them on Instagram or whatever it is. I just, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a touchy subject for me. I love Instagram, but at the end of the day, <laughs> I think it degrades photography's, uh, you know, it, at its see, purest form. See, one, one, one cool thing. I mean, you, you definitely have the people that post, um, you know, just they'll take a photo real quick and, you know, as long as they look good, they'll post it up. 
but then you have the people who even who don't have DSLRs who aren't per se in photography, but are super creative with a phone. You know what I mean? Like they can get super creative with a phone and, and show their creativity on Instagram. I think that's I think that's really cool. No, I love that, and and that that's a, d- a topic for a different day. Is like the gear itself isn't what produces yeah, a good yeah. photo, right? It, it's oh, not at all. It's it's it helps if you know how to use it, but at the end of the day, it's just physically having a way to capture that image. I think that's mm-hmm. that's. I guess we could talk about that now. I mean, I dude, I'm I love that stuff. Yeah, I mean, because there you you you'll see some behind the scenes photos of people. I just saw one the other day on Instagram, funny, <laughs> but uh, I just saw a video the other day of the, this beautiful, um, like it, it was almost a, uh, a slider shot, but like super long. And it was some guy standing on a rug, his buddy pulling him and he's just holding the camera super steady. Right. You get these amazing shots, but if you knew how DIY it was, right. you would be blown away, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, that's definitely like a learned that's experience, right? So he, their experience, they know that end of the day, you don't need to use a gimbal. Uh, right. Yeah, right. So motorized system that stabilizes the camera. It's it's used majority of the time it's used in video work. You know, you can use it for time lapses. I'm sure everybody uh, has an idea what time lapses are, you know, where they take a bunch of photos that stitches together and it like speeds up time. Essentially, you get to watch it in a short amount of time. Um, but yeah, you don't need a a gimbal to get or a slider to get that type of shot you mentioned it in an earlier episode about like taking a t-shirt and putting your camera on a t-shirt and then sliding the t-shirt along right, the right. table to get that like motion in a video nice smooth mo- yeah I, yep. I think that like those are huge things that i've been i've been shooting more b-roll at work and those are the things that i'm implementing because like i'm limited from a video perspective of the amount of like stuff that i have right so i've got yeah a couple lights and my camera and and a tripod which is actually really useful for video but um you know i don't have a gimbal i don't have sliders i don't have like a bunch of key lighting and like or, or or you know background lighting and stuff like that so yeah using like random things uh i think instagram is great for educating people on new ways and and like tips and tricks or or stuff like that or documenting things i just don't think you know from a final production you know t- you, you get to see it on this like you know one inch screen one for five right, inches tall right, right. by one inch wide <laughs> i just don't think you get yeah. the full it's full effect it's it's not the same feel as if you saw the print right and I, and i think that like yeah we i've had this debate with with another friend like we talked about uh, like art galleries or like just museums in general. He's like, dude, those are going away. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's no money in those. Like nobody's going to go to those. And I totally disagree. If anything, I think it's, it's more, it's going to become more and more prevalent because we, we get so desensitized to all this stuff. Like you think you see all these amazing photos and stuff like that. I mean, I'm starting to because I have a, a three and a five year old. So when my five year old experiences something that's not on a screen, right, I can see the engagement level is, I think, a lot more. Right, he gets more excited about it because there's it's it's something more tangible, right? It's not just on a video screen of or course. an iPad or a computer. See, but I'm I'm almost with I'm almost with your buddy. Uh, I think they are going away, but I think they're going away because people it's not worth it to them to to rent out a space, print prints. It costs a lot of money to print totally. all your prints and then hope they sell. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to hope they sell. Um, online makes that so much easier for people to, 
check out your website and then say, granted, it's definitely not the same feel. I sell my prints at the restaurant and when people come in and see them, they get instantly away. they go, oh my God, I want, that. I want this. So, so, but yeah, that's so my it's definitely a better feel. I mean, yeah. as a photographer, you've got to like be an advocate for that, that material and that like that tangible item because you know just as well as I do, it makes such a massive difference to to our our hobby or our profession it does for sure i yeah. i think that you know from a from, again from a marketing perspective photo and video is the way of of the world like there's no going about it like still images everything's are going away like <laughs> video is definitely the way to market something i mean you can shoot a 15 second video now to get like to get your your point across way better than like an ad that you put in the newspaper right the hundred the, platforms are commercials changing. on TV. No one even has cable anymore. Yeah, it's, you know? it's that's going away. I mean, Facebook has got to be by far the best bang for your buck for do- it dollar it's value. The biggest, it's the biggest one. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. huge. And I'm not, I'm not <clears throat> knocking Instagram. I think Instagram and Facebook are phenomenal. I mean, it, that's how people are able to listen to our podcast. But I, right. I just think from a photo perspective, anybody that's ever seen, like I have a printer that sh- prints twelve by eighteen inch prints you talk about it being expensive well it doesn't have to be i mean yeah sure i can't print a big canvas but at the end of the day something that's printed at 12 12 inches by 18 inches that's a pretty big print and i can do that from yeah home. yep mm-hmm. so the the one thing is I, you know how to print um so your images probably come out really good i printed my photos i mean some of them came out okay but some i would i would some of my print and they'd be like you know 10 by whatever like a normal piece of paper size. Yep. And uh, it just didn't, it didn't look good. I was just like, how is this not coming out good? Granted, it was my bad because it had to have been my settings. Oh, sure it is. But, but just like a, so many other photographers out there, they probably don't know. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's def- I would rather have watched, looked at it on the computer than, sure. than have it printed you out. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's definitely, we, t- we mentioned this a few episodes ago. It's, de- it's definitely a tough thing. So color grading some, uh, so everybody color grades, at least we shouldn't say everybody. Most people that post to social media yeah. color grade things for screens. Well, once you color grade something, if your screen isn't calibrated to your printer and your printer output settings no. aren't right. It's, Isn't it your monitor? Yeah, if your you monitor. Don't, if if it's sorry. not calibrated to your monitor. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, yeah. your monitor. So, so your your printer's got to be calibrated to your monitor, but it doesn't. It, you don't have to spend all this money. I mean, there, there's a simple way right. to do this. Like, and again, a little bit of research can get you there. A lot of practice can perfect it. But at the end of the day, you know, trial and error is how I learn ninety percent of what I do. You know, research obviously comes into play, but. Um, yeah, it's accessible to somebody at home to print a, f- a photo. And if oh, you course. don't, if you are a photographer, even <clears> if you're an amateur, even if you use a cell phone, listen, today's world, and I, I preach this to my wife and we still don't practice it, but let's print photos of our kids. <laughs> like print, print. Oh, print your I work. agree with that a hundred percent. Print your work. I think at yeah. the end of the day, you'll be much happier with what, what you get. Your memories will be a lot better because there was more engagement with that particular photo or that memory. Um, I, I, I think it's important. Instagram's marketing. We're marketing our podcast that way on social media, Facebook, the whole nine yards. But at the end of the day, I think if you want to do photography and if this this podcast can inspire you to even try it, whether it's on your cell phone, whatever it may be, I think at the end of the day, if you take a really cool photo, go out of your way to print that photo out. Um, because I think mm-hmm. it's only going to ba- make you a better photographer, um, but it's also going to make you appreciate 
the little the little things in your photos. You'll definitely appreciate it way more. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say printing photos is so important because people are losing that right now. Um, people will stack a bunch of photos on, an, on a, a hard drive or just on Facebook or whatever it might be, just on their phone. And then they, they get a new phone and all their photos are gone. They didn't back it up to the cloud or, you know what I mean? Like you lose a lot. Yeah, like when you go back and you look at your parents' photo books, old photo albums, it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. So that's something that I do is I print my photos with my kids. And when I die and they have those photos to look back on, not through Facebook or whatever, you know, it'll There's be, a tangible some, it'll be thing. great. That definitely has gone away. Yeah, I think yeah. our generation in particular, might be the last generation. Like I remember looking at photos, yeah, yep. you know, I think our, our kids for sure, but the, the generation between our kids and us, they, they're mm -hmm. not going to have that. Like, I just think a lot of people use their right. phones. I mean, I can't, I don't know how many, I'm not going to check now, but I bet you I probably have 10, 10,000, maybe 12,000 photos on my phone. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you a thousand of them are phenomenal wow. photos of my kids. Right. But yeah, I don't print yep. those. So like that needs to be done. I think that's super important. Um, the cool thing is there is an app out there. It's, I think it's like a dollar. It's like super cheap, but, um, it takes your phone. It takes the photos you take on your phone and, and it prints them out and sends you a book. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's inexpensive. Yeah, it's so pretty, it's pretty cheap actually, and crazy, but well, it's, yeah. We won't get into this yet, but maybe one time we will get in the iPhone Android battle. Um, my phone, <laughs> because it's, it's a, it's a pixel phone. It, it's, that's automatically built in. So I can build a photo book right out of photos. Oh wow. In Google. And there's a, 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 a so they make it easier it. for you. Yeah. They make it easier to print. Wow. That's Google, right? So Google offers you 15 gigs free storage, the whole nine yards. They still yep. want you to print your, your, your images because that's how important wow. it is to our industry. So, yeah, 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 I think. And and now it's like, and the reason why I think it's like easy too is because like, it's not, remember back in the day you'd buy a hard drive and it was like a couple hundred bucks and it wasn't even like a terabyte. Yeah. Now you, you can buy a terabyte for like a hundred bucks, probably even cheaper than that. Dan, you know, Dan, do you remember? Space is so easy to get. Do you remember when we used to build computers? We, oh, remember I when we used to go to the it. city? <laughs> I think we used to go to the city dump and get, remember we used to get hard drives and stuff like that? We used to. Oh and yeah. Built, oh yeah. I remember all dude, that. I, I, uh, those hard drives were like two gigabytes. Think yeah. about that for a second. Yep. Two gigabytes. This yep. podcast, just my video alone, just my portion. <laughs> when I export that and send that to you, it's 15 gigabytes, right? So just to put yeah. that in perspective, you know, technology is changing. So storage is becoming more efficient. It's becoming more accessible to the common person. I mean, just for this particular yeah. podcast, I went out and bought a two terabyte hard drive just to make sure we've got all the, like, I've got enough room on my computer to make sure that I'm, I'm not going to have any, I think it was 70 bucks. Seventy dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. for two terabytes. I mean, that's unbelievable. The efficiencies that you I, get out of my it. yeah, my hard drive now is is at a terabyte, and I'm running out. Like I have like a hundred gigabytes left. It keeps reminding me right. when I sign into it. But uh, I mean, I have I probably have like thirty hard drives. Right, and they're all and I'm just like, oh my god. And it's cr and it's crazy. All and I I would say that just like Instagram, that technology, that hard drive technology. Will be one hundred percent cloud based at some point. So, yeah, I, I believe that. So we all have these tangible hard drives. You know, they're <clears> roughly <throat> this big or SD cards or whatever they are. At some point, everybody will just have terabytes and terabytes and terabytes of online storage that's dedicated to you. And you might pay Google for it. Yeah. You might pay Facebook for it. Apple, or Tesla, or yep. Apple, or whoever it is. 
Um, that's happening now. I mean, people back up their their iPhone photos, their iCloud. It's so easy too. It's like a it's like ten dollars a month right. or five two dollars a month on Apple to get another couple terabytes. Yeah, you it's don't like, even why would I not? It. They're just on there. <laughs> but again, it comes back yeah. to making sure you print your your you know your photos uh, and sh- and share them. I mean, give them. I like to give mine out as gifts. I did that to a lot of my employees. I gave for Christmas one year. I like printed. Maybe it's a little selfish, or maybe it's no a one. No one wants a photo. Yeah, of maybe no, not of me, but of my work. <laughs> So maybe maybe it's a little yeah, yeah, yeah but like you know here's a you know here's a a photo I took or you know I let everybody pick through them and see which ones they liked but um, but see that's more engage like it's more interactive it's more, it's more like you actually care about you're not just buying something and handing it to them right. it's you know it's something you actually care about so yeah for sure that's cool yeah so I don't know if we accomplished if Instagram was really bad or good <laughs> but at the end of the day we had a, a nice little debate but uh thanks everyone for listening yeah uh again please comment comment down below if you think you know instagram's you know killing the photography or if you like instagram what what do you like what don't you like about it um and uh follow us on facebook youtube spotify google Podcasts, and apple one day one day eventually <laughs> so uh yeah thanks for listening to the autofocus podcast i'm scott And I'm Dan, and and we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. All right, later.